lot of people uh, miss Sunday because, you know, tomorrow is Memorial uh, Weekend, right? So even our first and second service, many people, I guess, they uh, went out uh, trip or something. Uh, I want to read the passage once again. Uh, this is the passage I covered two weeks ago. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Matthew uh, 6, 12. We are continuing our sermon series on Lord's Prayer. Uh, when we learn this prayer, uh, we experience inner peace, we experience joy, experience uh, peace in our mind, no matter what, no matter what circumstances that we are in. If we learn how to offer this prayer, will experience inner peace. I, I, as I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, one of the elements that takes away our inner peace, the joy, is guilt, guilt conscience. Uh, do you remember how, how, how can we get rid of this guilt, uh, guilt conscience? Remember? It's as simple as ABC. Anyone can recall that message? Uh, admit uh, my shortcomings and believe that Jesus, Jesus Christ can take care of them and confess, commit that burdens, that guilt to the Lord. You know, I was in Hawaii last week. Uh, one of our key members got married, so uh, I was happy to uh, be in Hawaii. Uh, wedding was on Monday night, and I spent less, less, a couple more days in Hawaii. And I was in uh, Waikiki area. There are so many ABC stores. If we've been in Hawaii, there's so many ABC. You know, I was preparing a message, and you know, kind of reminds me ABC. Okay, admit my shortcomings and believe just can forgive me. And I, I, I was thinking about that. And and another half, you know, another element that takes away our our you know peace is resentment, which I'm gonna cover today. And resentment is things that takes away the joy. And the the solution for resentment is same thing as ABC, simple as ABC. Uh, admit my hurts to the Lord and believe Jesus Christ can handle my hurt. He can uh, settle the whole things and com commit my uh, hurts and those people whom I have resentment with, I mean, commit that to the Lord. I think as simple as ABC, but it's not really simple, right? I mean, uh, it is too simple to say it when you have resentment. Just deal with it. You know, it's like ABC, but it's not really simple because we have a tendency. We want to uh, retaliate a person. We want to, you know, like, debank that person. There was a guy who joined the army, and uh, uh, his girlfriend sent him a letter saying, I want to break up with you. They sent me all of the pictures of me that you have. And he got upset, you know, this poor soldier, you know, soldier who just joined the army. And he was holding on to the, his girlfriend's picture whenever he feel lonely, <laughs> you know, like whenever he feel hard, I mean, hardship comes into his, in his life. He was holding on to the picture, but the, you know, she said, send me back my picture. So he, what he did was he collects all the, you know, his fellow soldiers' girlfriend's pictures and send them all of them and saying, I cannot match your name with your picture, so would you take your 
picture and send less of the less of them back. <laughs> that was you know his his gesture. But you know the story. Uh, that's us. We seek revenge when we you know have a hurt by someone we love to retaliate. That's us. Knowing who we are, Christ taught us this prayer. You know. Uh, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. When you look at this prayer, he, I felt like uh, he connects our relationship with God, you know, our relationship with God, human relationship with God's relationship. He somehow connect that. And knowing us so well, he taught us this, this prayer. In this life, you will have a hurt. Intentionally and unintentionally, you will get hurt. And it is important for us how to deal with hurts, right? It is our, our choice. Forgiveness is not a feeling, but it is rather choice, how to respond to it. Jesus taught us, uh, in, when you look at the book of John, chapter 8, this is what Jesus said to his disciples. If you abide in my teaching, you will find the truth, and truth will set you free. How do you understand this passage? Do you live that kind of life as a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a follower of Jesus Christ? Are we abiding in His truth? What do you think? Are we holding on to His truth? Do you find the truth? Is the truth really set us free? Think about that question. If we abide in truth, abide in teaching, we will find the truth and truth will set us free. That means when we surrender ourselves to the truth, respond to the truth, then they will make us free. Not just knowing it. We know the scripture so well. From maybe from the church, childhood, children, you know, like child, we heard the message so many times. So we feel like I know the truth, yet if we don't respond to it right away, then that doesn't set us free. So it is important for us to respond to the truth. And knowing us so well, Jesus taught us this prayer. When you offer this prayer, you will experience the true freedom. And hope and pray that Jesus can teach us so we can truly live the life of freedom. Peter uh, once asked Jesus this question here in this Matthew, uh, one of the parables he taught us. Before he shared his parable, Jesus is what Peter uh, uh, asked Jesus. Je Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? For Jews, Levi used to teach, if your brothers or sisters or neighbors commit to you, commit the sin against you three times, you have to forgive them. But on the fourth time, you don't have to forgive them. So knowing the Jewish law, Peter, hey, how about seven times? I, I doubled the, you know, three times and I added one more as a bonus. And seven sounds good, right? It's a biblical number. What about seven times? And Jesus 
This is how Jesus responds. Peter, you will be surprised what I'm going to say. It's not seven times. It's 70 times seven. And Peter said, do you mean 490 times? No, no, no. That's not what I meant. If you count, that doesn't count. If you're keeping the score, you didn't really forgive at the first place. There's no limitation on forgiveness. That's what Jesus taught us. And, and after Jesus said that, he taught us this parable of unforgiving servant. The story goes like this. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, 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 and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. This parable teaches why we have to forgive our brothers and sisters. I want to share with you simple three, uh, three reasons that we need to forgive. First one, because God has forgiven us. As simple as that. Because God has forgiven us. In this story, it says, servant's master took pity on him. The master canceled the debt and, and let him go. That's a quite a gift. In today's currency that D.A. Carlson, one of the New Testament scholars, mentioned, uh, it is at least $1 billion in today's currency. At least $1 billion. Do you know $1 billion? That's a lot of money, right? Something we cannot pay back. That's equal as 460 tons of gold. But that's nothing compared to how much God has forgiven us. You may say, wow, that's a great amount God a gift, but that cannot compare how much God has shown his mercy on us, how much he has forgiven us. You know, what's the lesson we need to learn from this parable of an un, un, uh, unforgiving servant? God expects us to do the same thing because God has forgiven us, shown his mercy to us. We have to show mercy to others. But look at this guy uh, in the story. But when the, the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owe him 100 denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. You know, in Roman's law, it was allowed to choke the person who owe you money. He actually basically, you know, he did it. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. I mean, can you believe this guy? He's just been forgiven $1 billion. And, and if he goes out and find the, find, find, finds the guy who owe him 
like 100 dinners, that's like 20, 20 bucks, $20. I mean, can you understand the situation here? We may ask this question, why? I mean, he experienced like greatest mercy, biggest mercy in his life. How can we not? How he cannot show this like tiniest mercy to the guy who owed him $20? Why is that? Have you thought about that? Why? I couldn't come up with the answer. I was like, hey, what, maybe this guy didn't fully believe. He didn't really believe. Not fully, but he didn't really believe that his debt is all paid off. Maybe he didn't really believe that, that God has, the king has forgiven him. You know, I often see similar situation in church. People say very unbiblical thing. You know what I'm talking about? They say, I cannot forgive this guy. I cannot forgive this person. There's no way. I will never forgive this person. You know what that, what, what that means? That means, you know, whatever we say, that's coming from our thought, right? Whatever we think, that is actually how we believe. Right? Maybe in my heart, I don't really believe God has forgiven me. That's why I can't forgive this person. If you cannot forgive others, that means you have to ask your question. Maybe I'm not a maybe Christian. As simple as that. Maybe I don't really fully understand the grace of God. Maybe I don't understand the mercy of God. That, I mean, there's no way you cannot show mercy to others if we truly have experienced mercy from God. I mean, imagine the life of this resentment, this living, living, literally living in hell on earth. You don't have joy, you don't experience the kingdom of God. What are you talking about? If you're full of the resentment, you don't have those joy in your heart. The inner peace and you know, bitterness cannot coexist. They can exist together, right? You may say, Pastor Ken, you don't know my situation. I mean, when you hear my story, you probably say, I know you can't, I think you should just keep hating it, you know. There's no way you can forgive this person. You may say that. I don't know your stories. There are so many people who actually have so many stories. But let me share this story. There was a guy who came to the United States as exchange students in 1950s. Uh, April 25th of 1958, at age of 26, this guy named Ino, uh, Oh Ino, exchange student from Korea, he got beaten by a bunch of kids. He was UPAM, University of Pennsylvania student, grad student. He was beaten by this group of people, and he died. I mean, this was, it was big news. Nature tension, you know, in rise and, and uh, the law enforcement, they want to do something about this because it was serious. And like, like dozens of kids, they got like that, half of them got death sentence, life imprisonment, all those kind of heavy, you know, lower uh, applied to them. And Eno's parents then sent their, you know, judge the letter. And that really shocked the whole community. 
they change the vengeful mood to what's going on kind of, you know, uh, situation. And the parents were saying, don't do that. Don't give them a, a harsh punishment. It can happen in anywhere, in Korea, in America, in, in anywhere. They are kids. And I wish you can lower, you can uh, lower the punishment. So when they come out, we don't mind to raise the money and uh, nurture them, teach them, train them. And he was saying, the reason I'm doing this is because I want to, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I, want to, I want to imitate what my Lord, my Jesus did to us. That really shocked the whole community. Now I was thinking that story, and what if somebody harmed my kid? What if someone killed my son? Would I forgive that? It's going to be hard. But it is possible, right? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, uh, in Christ, God forgave you. Second reason, uh, resentment makes me miserable. Make us miserable. Resentment always hurts you more than it does hurt. Uh, it does hurt other people. It makes you victim. That, that's kind of dumb. They cannot uh, hurt you anymore. Your past is past. They can only hurt you if you choose to continue to, on, continue to hold on to the hurt with resentment. And it is our choice. Forgiveness is not emotion. It is not feeling. It is more of choice. Let me uh, illustrate that with this. Uh, this water, cup of water. Let's say this is a poison. Holding on to resentment is like drinking poison. and expecting the person to die. Did you get it? You are drinking your poison and expecting the person to die. That's dumb, right? It will hurt you. Uh, Matthew 33, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailer to the torture until he should pay back all he owed. You know, notice the word jailer here. That literally, in Greek, literally means torturer. This is the point. Nothing tortures your life more than resentment. Resentment is a poison that when you swallow it, it's worse than cancer. It will eat us alive. It will kill you. There's no joy, no peace, no, no uh, happiness. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, we'll die. That's what resentment does. According to some medical studies, people carrying resentment are twice as likely to have a stroke, three times as likely to have a heart attack, four times more likely to have unhealthy cholesterol, 
In other studies, Stanford researchers have linked carrying a grudge to higher levels of diabetic and cancer. So there's a physical cost to holding on to anger. It is our choice, even how to die. I love this passage here in Job. One man dies in full vigor, completely secure and at ease. His body well nourished, his bones rich with marrow. Another man dies in bitterness of soul, never having enjoyed anything good. I hope and pray we can die nicely. <laughs> if you want to have inner peace, you cannot, you got to get rid of those resentment. You cannot be bitter and happy at the same time. You cannot have inner peace and resentment at the same time. Last point that I want to make, uh, we are going to need forgiveness again. I need to have forgiveness in the future. I need it today. I need it tomorrow. I need that in the future. Matthew uh, 18. Uh, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each, each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. From your heart. I, th I think that's important. We have to forgive others from our heart, from deep from our heart. The, the equation takes place here. If you want forgiveness, you got to offer forgiveness. That's what Lord's Prayer is all about. Notice this word, the, the forgive your brothers from your heart. From your heart. I don't know, I, I read this article, uh, this story from the book, and uh, in China, certain part of China, uh, there's like people, you know, in law, they, you know, whenever they have an argument, they open all the windows, open the doors, and they raise their voice. They argue, I mean, like with the, you know, like, you know, raise the voice and argue. And they expect, expect to see people passing by. And when they spot the person, they invite them and begin to talk to them, talk to their stories. Like, you know, daughter-in-law talks about, you know, her trouble with his mother-in-law. Keep talking, and they listen. And mother-in-law is talking, you know, like, you know, the same person. Then they make decision. You are wrong. You are right. You know, kind of decision. And it became a custom to them. Interesting custom, right? It is, it's not something bad. And I was thinking, after I read the story, I was like, why? How come they are fighting? or have an you know, uneasy relationship, in-law, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law, you know, like son-in-law. In-law is not an easy topic, right? I was thinking, why? How come they're not in, in peace? Two thoughts came into my mind. First one, they're not really family, family, right? In-law, in-law, they are family, but they're not really family. Daughter-in-law is not really my daughter. Mother-in-law, she's not really my mother. <laughs> I mean, in-law, she's my mother. In-law, she's my daughter. So they're not really family, family. Because of that, they fight. They have an easy relationship. For example, when my son giving me a hard time, hurting me, oh, I want to kill the guy, but I forgive him. Again and again and again and again and again. Ah! Right? Why? Because he's my son. He's my family, right? You know, God 
made us his child, his children, right? We are his children, right? That's why he forgives us all the time. So start to consider others as your own family members. I think you can forgive them. And showing the mercy, I think, is so important. I love when Jesus said in this uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, I passed that, the bottom one, Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. When you show mercy to others, you will experience uh, mercy. Let me conclude the message today. You are going to be hurt in life. You're already being hurt a lot. And you are going to be hurt some more. Sorry to say this, but you will have a lot of hurt in your life. When you get hurt, you have two options. First one is you can rehearse it. Or you can release it. It's up to us. It is our choice. Do you know aroma tree? Aroma, aroma tree? Aromatic tree, or I don't know how they say it. Aroma tree. Uh, when the axe strikes the tree, the aroma trees offer aroma. That's why it's aroma tree. <laughs> Did you know that? They have nothing to offer but aroma. You know, you know Jesus said, you are, the, you are the fragrance of Jesus Christ. We are aroma of Jesus Christ. If someone strikes you, an axe is our enemy. It can't really can't hurt us, right? You can offer poisons. Or resentment. Or you can offer the person who is in you. That is Jesus Christ. Open pray. You know, like, I don't, I mean, some, many of us are young, right? But this is not an easy message for old people. Because I know some of them, they, you know what they say? Until I die, I will never forget this person. I was like, what? I mean, until when? You're about to die. I'm sorry to say this, but you're about to die and you still carry that grudge in your life? That's crazy. That's so unbiblical. That's unchristian-like. Hope and pray you can offer this prayer of freedom. God wants to live in life in freedom. God wants us to live, you know, like abundant life. Don't hold on to the past, which will kill you, but, you know, offer that to the Lord. As simple as admitting your heart to the Lord. Believe Jesus can, He can settle the score and commit yourself and the person who have resembled with to the Lord. And you'll experience inner peace in your life. Let's pray together. Lord, we uh, do seek revenge when someone hurts us, Lord God. Lord, help us to meditate you, Lord, more and more so that 
we can carry your spirit, Father God. You're on the cross. People curse you, Lord. They throw harsh words on you, Lord God, and they kill you, Lord God. Yet, you show mercy on those people, Lord Jesus. Forgive them, Father. They do not know what they're doing. We want to be your disciple, Lord God. We want to be your followers, Lord Jesus. We want to meditate what you did, uh, imitate what you did uh, on the cross, Father God. If somebody strikes us, Lord God, we want to, rather than taking the poison out, Father, we want to show them uh, your aroma, Father God, your fragrance, Lord Jesus. Whenever we come into your presence, Father, we know that you will you always touch us, Lord God. Would you touch us once again, Father God, so we can uh, get healed, Lord God. We can be recovered, Father God, from all the past, but past and, and, and moving uh, forward, Father God. Bless us, Lord Jesus.